Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, Droid Life Show, episode 79. Uh, the date's March 6th. You know, I never say that, the date, which is something like I think all podcaster show people do. It's March 6th, Friday, March 6th. Uh, I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. Uh, so welcome back after we had... Well, we've had quite a few weeks off. It was, it's been a weird time. It, we were killing it for a while there to start the year, and then it kind of just got in this lull where all we were talking about was rumors over and over and over. And so we took a couple weeks off. And then now MWC just happened, and so there's like an explosion of things. So welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Uh, we got lots to talk about, obviously. So yeah, MWC happened, started on set well. These, these shows always start days and days earlier than they're supposed to. So I think Saturday, some of the announcements started coming out. Sunday was obviously the big stuff with HTC and Samsung and Huawei and all kinds of things. And then the conference actually started like Monday and Tuesday. It's been a long week. Uh, before we get there, though, I just I almost feel like we should apologize. So you guys probably noticed we obviously haven't had hands-on with you know, Samsung's new products or HTC's products. So that's because we don't ever go to MWC because in the past, we've never had to go to MWC. Whenever these companies that are this big host press events at places like MWC, even if it's overseas, they tend to do U.S. events as well, satellite events for U.S. press that don't go to places like that. So we've always done that. So we've always been covered, whether it's LG, Samsung, HTC, Motorola, whatever it is. And so we didn't go because we assumed they were going to do U.S. stuff, and they didn't. And so last minute flying to Barcelona is kind of an impossible task. So apologies for not having that coverage. We'll, we'll obviously get there. Uh, but that's why, in case you were wondering and you're listening, that's why we don't because... But anyways, we'll probably start going to MWC now because companies aren't doing U.S. satellite events, and that sucks for us and you guys. So Don't really have a choice anymore. Don't have a choice anymore, so... Uh, the international droid life team has apparently been born, I guess. So, uh, quick rundown though. So MWC, this was this was a big MWC. Uh, there's been MWCs in the years past where they weren't amazing. This one, lots of stuff, right? HTC, One M9. They also had the Grip, which is their fitness band, and the Vive, which is their VR headset. Samsung, Galaxy S6 and S6 Edge, and that's all they announced, right? They didn't have like a random tablet line or anything, did they? No. And I'm like forgetting. I mean, th- th- that was enough stuff, right? Those two phones. But usually they like toss in a bunch of... Cr- oh, they had their new VR headset. The Gear VR that fits these, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So, but they didn't have like a random smartwatch or like 16 tablets or something. No smartwatches. Yeah. So, uh, so Samsung did that. Huawei announced a really cool smart or Android Wear watch uh, just called the Huawei watch. Uh, they also had some other stuff and now they're in rumors for making the next Nexus. Uh, Sony unveiled Xperia tablet Z4, Xperia Z4 tablet, whatever, whatever we're calling it. No phone though, just a really, really thin tablet. It'll probably carry a really premium price tag like all their tablets do. Uh, LG didn't have much. They uh, showed off their two watch urbanes, the LTE, which doesn't run Android, and the non-LTE, which does run Android. But we already knew about those. They had some mid-range phones. Uh, but, you know, there was, there was a lot of announcements. VR was a big deal. It was everywhere. Uh, obviously, HTC and Samsung, though, were kind of the, uh, the headliners. So should we just dive right in and start with Samsung? Absolutely. So... Or should, or should we go the other way, go in order? Because HTC kind of kicked it off in the right. Samsung. Good point. All right, so let's start with HTC then. So on Sunday, HTC had the first press event, the big first big press event of uh, MWC. And uh, the rumors leading up to it, right, were <clears throat> showing this phone that looked different from a, a phone that um, EvLeaks leaked, right? So we had these, like, two phones. Uh, EvLeaks is the only person that provided this certain image, right? Uh, this other phone that turns out to be the real thing leaked like all over. And and we were trying not to buy into it being real. I think deep down we didn't want it to be real. We were hoping it was like a dummy case wrapped around the phone that EvLeaks tweeted out. As it turns out, that, that wasn't true. The, the leaks we saw from day one were actually of the phone, which we shouldn't have thought anything otherwise, right? Like HTC's terrible at keeping anything under wraps. Um, so, we got the phone. It was what we expected. 
it looks like an M8. Um, and that's, that's, you know, they changed the camera on the back, right? So it doesn't have a duo camera. has a single 20-megapixel camera. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't wow me. But How dare you? How dare you not be wowed by the same phone we got last year? Uh, right? <laughs> How dare you not be so excited about the same phone over again with a camera on the back that changed? That's apparently not very good, right? Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Like, So they upgraded the internals. The design, it looks like the M8, but they changed a couple little things, right? So it actually does look like there's a dummy shell coming up around the back side of it, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and they, they think that's like a feature or like a design like highlight, but it looks like there's a shell coming around the back. So it's not flush anymore. Uh, so apparently there's like a sharp edge when you hold it in your hand, like you can feel the edge, which is really weird. Uh, and then this, this 20 megapixel camera, right? No optical image stabilization whatsoever, which is just crazy, right? Um, and it, it's apparently not very good. Uh, HTC is saying, you know, it's, it's early software, uh, things can get better. But, you know, all the people that have the uh, early, early review units of it don't really have great things to say about the camera, which is, you know, the thing we wanted to see them improve. Uh, otherwise, it looks like an M8. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I just, I, I was just kind of went, oh, well, okay, Samsung, what do you got? I don't know. What do you, when you were watching the HTC thing, what was I, I, I knew what was coming. I, I really didn't believe um, the EvLeaks version of the phone all too much just because he was the only person who put out an image that looked like that. Everyone else had, you know, the same square back, had a black HTC bar on the bottom, and, um, I mean, not to call, like, HTC lazy, like, in 2014, they had one of the best-looking smartphones available in the M8. I, I, I enjoyed the phone. Um, Sense, you know, didn't really do it for me, and the phone was a little too tall, but um, all in all, the M8 is a great phone, although I was not hoping for the same exact phone in 2015, and some people may hate on that, um, but, you know, it's just my opinion. Um, you know, to kind of compare it, um, people, you know, Samsung, of course, did the GS6 Edge, and people are saying, you know, the, the Edge is just a gimmick or something, but at least that company is kind of taking chances with the design of a phone. You know, it's something different. Um, I can appreciate that HTC didn't want to venture too far off from a, a winning formula with the M8's design, but at the same time, there, there was a few things that really could have changed. And, you know, the overall kind of cr the curve of the phone, the look, it's kind of very circular and, and fluid, and to have a square, you know, cut out for the camera on the back just kind of takes away from that. There's, like, little OCD things that really kind of get to me. And, you know, the black bar, I really thought they could have just taken care of that. Um, and like you said... A 20 megapixel camera on the back, you'd think that would just kind of fix it, but apparently having a huge sensor just won't fix HTC software um, because from the images I've seen, test images from like The Verge and other uh, blogs, so the camera just ain't that good. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's and, and if you have to, when it's being compared and it's even performing more poorly so than the 4 megapixel Ultra pixel camera of last year's phone. Then I mean, really, what did they, what did they do? You know, what did they spend a year doing besides basking in the glory of the M8, right. um, which so didn't I, sell anyway? So exactly, sure, it sold. I mean, I don't know what to say to that, but I just expected a lot more from HTC, being as how they always put emphasis on design and kind of innovating in that area. Um, they just they really didn't do anything, <laughs> so. Sorry if you hate me for saying that, but uh, I well, expected a lot more. That's that's why I'm upset. It's because I want them to do good. You know, I don't want HTC to go away. <laughs> but if they keep partnering with uh, Under Armour and making fitness bands I won't ever wear and doing a Gear VR or Vive thing, well, they might actually make money in those arenas. I don't know that they're going to make much selling the same phone. Again, when Samsung's just like going off, right? Like the mm. S6 and Ed, S6 Edge, we'll talk about it in a second. Like Samsung went off, and and HTC just like they they kind of gave us the same phone. And I know that you know they they've had this is crazy. They've kind of been in in a little bit of damage control. I don't know that anyone's called it yet that yet, but it kind of is right there. Their designer has sat down in an interview with just about every major tech site. Like, he sat down with The Verge and Engadget and a couple others, 
all because he had to like basically defend the fact that they put out the same exact phone designing it. <clears throat> That's that kind of tells you something that the reaction instantly was. I mean, in our live blog, it, people were just laughing basically at, at HTC going, "This you can't tell me that this is really what you're giving us." There was no second bigger phone. There, you know, it was just like, you, "This is what we got." And like you said, actually, it's funny you said that the the camera sensor on the back bugs you because it's square. So their designer actually said like it matches the silhouette of the phone because this one's like a little more squared off and rounded mm-hmm. at the corners or something like that. And so it matches that silhouette, which I kind of get what he's saying, but it, yeah, I'm with you. It should have been a circle or something. It just looks odd. Uh, so I don't know. You know, hopefully their software improves their camera because it would be really bad if the camera is as bad as everyone says it is when it hits retail. Um you know, Sense 7 doesn't look that much different than Sense 6. It looks no. pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added in some smarter awareness location type features like a widget. Uh, but they, they didn't really change all that much. They added better sound, I think, to the boom sound. Uh, the colors, they have, there's like a two-tone gold and silver model now. Sure, that's great. I think um, I think one of my, my main issues is if you own currently a 1M8, there is no reason to upgrade to the 1M9. But say if you have a 1M7 or a phone from two years ago, then the 1M9, if if you like that, is definitely would be a good good option for you. Um, it would be a one heck of an upgrade. But incrementally, the 1, M9 over the M8, uh, I'm not really seeing it as like you know groundbreaking. Whereas the S6 and the S6 Edge over the S5 is like night and day, essentially. It's huge. Yeah, considering how crappy the S5 was in terms of software and hardware design and what an ugly phone it is. Like when we kind of look back on it now and it had the Band-Aid coloring and all that stuff, it just just wasn't all that groovy. Mm -hmm. But the S6, I mean, that's kind of got me back to being a believer in Samsung. Uh, So you mentioned... uh the upgrading to the M9. I, if I had an M8, if I was an HTC huge fan and I love their builds and all that stuff, yeah, I wouldn't upgrade from the M8. Just keep the M8. It's 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 probably as good. It, the camera, the the ultra pixel camera, as much crap as we give that thing, it's it's apparently a better camera than what's on the M9. So yeah, it's disappointing. Of course, I mean, until we get the phone in our hands and test it, you right. know, we're, we're we try and save like our real thoughts on it, but from what we've seen, just from the photos we've seen, and this, you know, pre-official unreleased software, whatever HTC is trying to damage control with, uh, we're not impressed. I saw a couple people benchmarking it. It was, like, overheating and things. Like, their warnings were coming up on the phone saying, phone overheating, don't use, or something. Like, it wasn't a good weekend for HTC. I mean, they'll, they'll tell you it was an amazing weekend. And they announced the products. And people love their HTC Vive VR thing that was in partnership with Valve. Yeah, people are loving that. Yeah, people are loving that. I don't know about the grip, you know, fitness band thing. No it's, one's talked like, about that. It looks like a huge cuff. Um, and they seem like they're about two years late to fitness bands. But who knows? Maybe maybe they have a hit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as, as far as the HTC One M9 goes... It had to have been a tough weekend. Like, I think Engadget's interview with the designer, they asked him, like, why did you, why didn't you do like a big redesign? And they, I think they wrote in their interview, um, like they, they were like, you could just tell he, he was about ready to let out like a giant sigh, like, here we go again, because he had to answer the question, who knows how many times. So, look, we'll, you know, we'll get it in hand. It comes out in March, right? They said end of March. So in a couple of weeks, we'll probably have one. Um, You know, we'll we'll put it through, put it through the test and see what's up. I'm sure it'll be a nice phone, right? HTC's not going to make a terrible phone. Of course not. It's just they gave us the same phone with a camera that's arguably not great, which is the one area we wanted to see the big improvement on, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is what it is. All right. So HTC did that first, and then like two hours later, Samsung was like, "All right, let's, let's." let us show you how it's done. <laughs> um, Samsung hosts this press event in this room. And again, we weren't there, and apologies for that, but you could see it on the live stream. The thing had to hold like 15,000 people, it looked like. Like, this room was massive. It had like a 360 screen going around it, and like the stage was built like the slanted edges of like the, the S6 Edge. Uh, it looked crazy. So anyways, they come out and obviously announced the S6 and S6 Edge 
Uh, they weren't that big of a surprise in, in, in far as, as far as the names go and the two devices. Um, and then they just started rattling off like specs and showing things. And our chat that during the HTC Live blog was all snarky and laughy and all this stuff completely changed in the Samsung stream to like, wow, this is awesome. Good job, Samsung. People were a little blown away, which we haven't seen in a while during a Samsung keynote. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so S6, S6 Edge, each come in four different colors. Uh, the global launch date is April 10th. Um, and actually, Verizon announced today they're opening pre-orders on April 1st. So Verizon might even have the phone on April 10th, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so four different colors, uh, Gorilla Glass front and back, metal frame, really cool color um, colors on, on a couple of the models, the green S6 Edge and the blue S6. Like Just when you see them like tilting in light, they seem to kind of change colors almost. Uh, they just look, they almost look like jewelry. Like they look like the most premium phones. Uh, new fingerprint sensor that actually works. An upgraded camera over the S5 and Note 4 that's supposed to be amazing. Uh, TouchWiz, they said they've toned down a lot, right? Didn't they say they cut out like 40 or 60% of all the crap? It looked to be like quite, quite a big difference from what we've seen so far. Yeah, and they said, it, it was actually funny, the keynote... They went through this whole thing. Like the girl comes out, I can't remember her name, to talk about the UI experience and the change. And she basically ran through the list of all of the stuff you complain about all the time with TouchWiz, like about jank and bloatware and all this. Like it was basically like Tim's list of Samsung <laughs> crap. Like she just went down the bullet point. And uh, yeah, she was like, you know, we worked on performance. There's no more stuttering and hiccups and all this stuff. We got rid of all that. We took out all the bloatware. We did all this stuff, and it was like, wow. And they tried to pretty it up, although the icon set is still the same icon set from, like, four years ago. They need to – they can come up with, like, something semi-flat maybe. They don't have to go full flat, but come on, Samsung. Change the icons. Sure. Uh, Yeah, so they – there's all sorts of new technology, right? Samsung Pay, which you can pay with NFC or at any – well, 90% of the world's uh, regular credit card readers – which is awesome. No other payment system does that. So they've got that. Um, again, the new fingerprint sensor, a new camera. The front camera is five megapixel. Um, it has like auto HDR and stuff, which I think is like a first for front-facing cameras. Uh, what else did they throw in there? Well, so they have their Exynos processor, obviously. We'll see how awesome it is. Uh, I don't know what they're using for a modem. Do you think they're using like a Qualcomm modem? I do not know. Yeah, I don't know that either. Uh, what else? Their RAM, they have, I mean, they, they're using, like, RAM that's never been used before, I think. Flash, yeah, flash storage that's never been used before. This should be faster. They basically put every technology in these phones You could that's current or never been used before in these phones, which is kind of awesome. Like, they're completely as top of the line as it gets, which is, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, and so then, obviously, the Edge has two sloped edges, um, and it's not like the Note Edge where it's basically where the edge was a separate display. These edges are all, they just kind of blend off and fall off the sides, and you can swipe things in and out from the sides, which is kind of what we, we were thinking was going to happen. Uh, some of it looks useful, some of it's probably gimmicky, but either way it looks cool. It's one of those gimmicks that's actually... And Look, I'm not a Samsung fanboy. I, I, I hate it all over the Galaxy S5, and a lot of you guys know that, but the Edge... And I also hated on the Note Edge a lot because it was terrible. The Galaxy S6 Edge, for some reason, it just looks different. Like, it looks more rounded rather than a sharp edge. Uh, I don't know, something about it. I'm really excited about it. It's a good-looking phone. Mm-hmm. Both of them look really, really, really nice. So we will hopefully have our hands on those within the next week or so. Especially, uh, well, I guess if the launch is April 10th, we should have them pretty soon. Uh, so not everything great, obviously. No SD card, no removable battery. No and waterproof. No, and no waterproofing. No. So people are pissed about that stuff. Uh, I can't say that I blame them. Some of that stuff, you know, people, some people need a removable battery, right? So Samsung tossed in um, wireless charging that works um, with the two big wireless charging standards. Um, so basically any, you know, charging mat you buy will work. And then they also threw in their own version of quick charge, which I don't think is Qualcomm's because they don't have a Qualcomm processor in there. So it must be like their own, right? Um, so they've got that in there, which is probably what they're going to say. It's okay. You can charge all the time anywhere you want. 
um, and fast, so you don't need to swap batteries. But some people like don't have a charger, and they might need to just swap a battery. So I get it. Some people are pissed about that. The missing micro SD slot, it it bugs me only because these phones are going to be really, really expensive. And so they go 32 gig, 64 gig, 128 gig. And so if if you're a person that wants uh, more than 32 gig, right, you're probably going to have to pay like just for the regular S6. I don't even know about the Edge. Just for the regular S6, you're probably going to have to pay like $300 for the regular S6 to get 64 gigs. Where in the past, you could buy the 32 gig for $199 and buy, you know, 128 gig, or you could buy like a 64 gig micro SD card for like 25 bucks, right? Instead of the 100 upcharge. And if you want to go all the way up to 128 gig, obviously, it could, it's going to be like a $400 on contract phone. And if you talk about the S6 Edge, I don't even know. Like the 32 gig model, it might be $300 off contract or on contract. And then it might go like just crazy. It might be like four or 500 bucks on contract. Uh, the Note Edge was crazy expensive. And you kind of got that because it was a bigger phone and they had the new technology, but I think the S6 Edge can be crazy. So anyways, the missing SD card slot bugs me because of that. Because if you want additional storage, now they're just going to charge you 100 bucks basically for storage that costs everyone else 20 bucks. So It's good. Just taking another page out of Apple's playbook, man. Yeah. It's genius. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> what they're doing, right? It ups your margins like crazy. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's annoying. Um, at least they got rid of the 16 gig, though. Because isn't the iPhone still good? It goes 16 and then it jumps to up to 64. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they skipped 32. Yeah, so they skipped 32. So at least they're starting at 32, right? Well, I mean, God, they have to. I mean, sure, they, thank God, they de-bloated TouchWiz a little bit, but, uh, I mean, just how much memory that stuff took up, it was insane. It's like 9 to 10 gigs. So if you had 16, you're left with practically nothing. Like two, you know, nice games. That's about it. So that move is appreciated. Yeah, that is. But still, um, yeah. yeah, it would it would have been nice to. But you know, it, look, it was one of their things, right? They always had an SD slot, always had removable batteries. It's kind of sad to see the see those go. At least everyone else is still carrying on the SD card slot these days. Well, outside of the Moto X, but um, and then the other thing, waterproofing. So last year they made this big deal, right, about the phone being waterproof, and they ran all these commercials with like people doing the dishes and dropping their phone and. Now this phone is not waterproof at all. I don't even know if it's like splash resistant. You know, like like Motorola's phones, they're all they're not waterproof, but they're all water resistant because there's a splash proof coating on them. Right. I don't think these phones are even splash proof. Like if, if you're gonna buy these phones and spend the like nine hundred dollars they're gonna cost off contract, um, I would stay away from water. Be at careful all, at all costs. So those three things, people are. Uh, you know, a little up in arms about those. And, I, you know, I don't blame them. Those things are important. Although Samsung must have thought these aren't important to the millions and millions and millions of people that buy Apple phones. So let's try it. See what happens. Hopefully Absolutely. Not too many people. Uh, we ran a poll on it, actually, and 60% of the people said uh, that those are deal breakers. So that's actually kind of high. That's odd. Yeah, I mean, it's not a deal breaker. Like, I think you you made the comments earlier this week that, like, or maybe today in our Q&A that we ran, that, like, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal to me because I've been using phones like this forever. You know, like, Nexus 5 was that way. Nexus 6 is that way. The Moto X is that way. Not waterproof, not no SD slot, no removable. So you and I are used to it. You know, like, the HTC phones don't have um, two of those three. They do have SD slots, but they're not waterproof, and they don't have removable, so... They also didn't sell very well. I don't know. We'll see. I I don't know that it's going to kill the Samsung. I I get the feeling these phones, they're going to sell enormous amounts. Like the Galaxy S5 flopped. I think these are going to potentially just destroy records. I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel that way. I could see that. I mean, it just seems like the first time where everyone was praising Samsung's name, you know, while the announcement was taking place. You know, it didn't take any time for them to say, wow... Samsung is awesome again. No, I mean, it was like totally overnight change, it seemed mm-hmm. like. De-bloated touch whiz, make the phone look super premium. I I know we use that word a lot, but it's cons- it's a good way to describe what they're doing, <laughs> you know, making it metal. And, um, yeah, it's really cool. I could see them selling a ton of these, of course. Mm-hmm. So Even at the crazy price they might drop in at. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I haven't been excited about phones in a while. Like, phones come out, and we're like, oh, that looks really cool. I can't wait to test that out. Like, right. these phones I'm actually pretty excited about. Like, I can't wait to spend some time with, with the Edge. The, the, the regular S6 looks great, too, by the way. I'm not saying it doesn't. Um, it's just there's something different and cool about the, the S6 Edge that I just, that's the phone I want to spend, like, a lot of time with, but... Yeah, something different. Like, I want to, like, see what apps are like on and watch videos and Netflix and see kind of how that edge display kind of works in with that theory and all that. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I really want to do is I just want to slide, like, hamburger menus in and out, like, <laughs> constantly from Google Play and all the apps and stuff from that edge. Just, just feel your thumb roll over that little hump. Absolutely. It, it just seems really cool. It seems like a good experience. Pretty silly, but very And look, cool. if it's not comfortable rolling your thumb over that edge constantly... You still have the S6. Like, mm-hmm. You yeah. could just go with the regular version, which still looks pretty amazing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Samsung did some crazy things. It was just interesting to watch from our two live blocks, like the HTC one where everyone just kind of went, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. To Samsung's where everyone just went, whoa. Yeah. Like you said, it kind of just flipped overnight. Everyone went from you know trashing on Samsung to like, oh, my God. Good yeah. job, Samsung. Yeah. Well, the fact that they were able to do that with TouchWiz, um, I think, shocked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It shocked even me. I mean, they invest so much money into making the this software and yeah. implementing it on devices, and then just to kind of remove it all. And you know, sure, it's still downloadable, but still, right. mm, baby, good for them. All right. So yeah, those were the two big ones. The two big announcements are Samsung and HTC. So we ran a poll that just said of those three phones. Uh, you know, which are you most interested in? And the Edge, I think, ran away with the poll. So 53% of the vote said S6 Edge, 26% said M9, and 22% said S6. So Samsung got 75% of the vote. Uh, People are really interested in those two new phones. So I think it's going to be a big year for Samsung again. Good. Put in the effort. You will be rewarded. Yeah. I mean, that's all we wanted, right? We wanted them to finally take design serious and use premium materials, which they started doing with, you know, the Note and the Alpha. It just took a little bit longer than it should have. So they got there and uh, should be be good. So, All right. So let's talk. Or is there anything else you want to say about the S6 or Edge or? No, no. I think think that's it. Good luck to both companies. Yeah. Because LG's coming in. (laughs) <laughs> is coming. I think we decided though internally for reviews that Tim will have the Edge and I'll have the regular one just so you know. So if you guys want to direct Edge related questions at Tim, you can do that. Tim will maybe, be our maybe, Edge review guy. Maybe we should be honest with everyone. So before the Edge was officially announced and press images were out there, Kellen was like, oh the Edge, so stupid. Right. <laughs> like He was hating on the Edge, just the idea and then he saw it and he was like, oh, crap, <laughs> because it looks so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was hating all of it because the Note Edge was the dumbest thing ever invented. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it, just, it doesn't feel right. The Edge is it's too much. It's um, uh, it's too, I want to say flamboyant. Like, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, it's very edgy. And it goes all the way down to the end of kind of like where the table would be, you know, to the back side. But on the Edge, it doesn't. It's kind of more, you know, yeah, near the lines. I wish I could explain what I'm trying to say better, but it looks a lot better than the Note Edge. Yeah, the Note Edge was just a terrible implementation of it. The S6 Edge seems like they maybe got it right. It's just a little. It's just more. It's a little rounder. It's not such a sharp, just right jabbing into your hand. Apparently, uh, yeah. I was I was full on S6 Edge hater, and I believe I said I have no need for an Edge phone ever. Something like that. Something along those lines. Something along those lines. And now I'm like. Can't wait to just review the regular so I can switch over to the edge. <laughs> well, I, the nice thing is I gotta wait to see what you say. And if you say the edge is terrible, then I'll be like, oh, whatever. Yeah. The regular. So, all right. So that's coming soon. Um. Uh, so speaking of LG, let's jump to there since you just brought LG up. Yeah. Um. LG rumors this week. That, so they didn't have a huge presence at NWC other than again they showed their two watches, and that's mid-range phones, and that was kind of that. Um. But they did drop some quotes. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still coughing. Uh, they did drop some quotes about G4 and uh, potentially another premium device on the way that's even more premium than the G4. 
Uh, you wrote this up. Do you want to talk about what uh, what the Samsung exec said about that stuff? Samsung exec or the LG exec? I'm sorry, the LG exec. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, basically from sources of Business Insider, um, not too many details with the G4, but uh, it was stated that they were going a more premium approach to the G4, so um, replacing polycarbonate materials with metal, meaning a.k.a. plastic to metal, um, with the frame and kind of the, um, the siding of the device. So that could really help kind of beef up the feel of the G4. But then going beyond that, um, LG was talking about making a, a device, like an ultra premium, I mean, good God, premium, ultra premium device, um, which would be above the G series, the G lineup. Um, no other details are known, but LG in 2015 is going to push to become number three uh, in terms of smartphone market share in the world, and they think that the G4 and this new device that they're working on is going to help kind of solidify that movement and that hope uh, to be number three. Um, I forget right off, you know, what who number three is. I think it's uh, Xiaomi. Um, I think so. Yeah, so another, it's uh, Korea going back after China, basically, because I think Xiaomi just recently took it away from LG maybe like a year or two ago. Something like that. I feel like I feel like it changes kind of quite often, especially since Xiaomi and you got um, Huawei. Uh, both these companies are growing like crazy, yeah. um, thanks to their low and mid-range devices. So, yeah, uh, LG has big plans apparently for 2015, and I liked the G3 from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just you know some software problems. And, you know, and kind of looking back on it, you know, um, the display, you know, wasn't all, like, it was had tons of pixels, but the right. colors were kind of washed out and stuff, but right. when you're looking at things objectively, but it was a cool phone, so I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I mean, if they kind of did what Samsung did with the S, from the S5 to the S6, and if LG does that with the G3 to the G4, I mean, that G4 could just be really insane. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean... LG had it. So Samsung, right, they had a terrible year last year. LG had an amazing year because the G3 sold so well and I think some other mid-range products and things like that. So they could have a, a massive year. And, you know, they've kind of taken, well, I guess they haven't really taken the first half of the year. They have the G Flex 2, which I have in-house now, by the way. So G Flex 2 review coming soon. I'll try to have that next week. Um, so they got the G Flex 2, but yeah, the G4, it, the G3, just people were so excited about that phone last year. And a ton of people bought it, and I'm pretty sure we still have a ton of G3 readers that own the G3 that still really love the phone. It's just one of those that, you know, it was edge-to-edge display, so it wasn't huge in hand. The camera was amazing. So LG did some good things with it, so I bet the G4 is going to be crazy good. We talked in our in our Q&A answers today, and I, and I kind of said that, like the S6 Edge is going to be the phone of the year no matter what anyone does, and you were kind of like, no, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put it past LG to make the G4 the best phone of the year. You could be right. I mean, LG, they, they, they've been pushing limits the last couple of years, so the G4 could be crazy. But it's insane to think that they're going to create potentially another like premium tier. Like G4 is already their high tier. They're going to go above that? I don't know how you do that. Does that just mean you just start throwing gold at things? Like real gold, not like fake? I don't know how you do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they want to, you know, um, kind of, I guess, take away from the G series, if you will, depending on their release time frames. You know, if this next ultra premium device is going to be well after the G4, because G4 is expected here, you know, within the next month or two. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I mean, it would have to be kind of a later thing, kind of like what Samsung does with the S6 and then the the Note 5. It would need to be, it would need to be staggered quite a bit. That way, they can kind of market the two independently, and, uh, and not take, not kind of cannibalize their own phones. Essentially, did they say in that report is that what was, it was going to be a later in the year release? Yeah, yeah, well, sounds familiar. Yeah, well, cons- I mean, it's just because there's n- no details whatsoever, and if we were even somewhat close, we'd probably have an idea, you know, of what's going on. So, oh, yeah, you just, did you did write release second half of the year, which yeah. I assume means that other super premium phone, right? Because the G4 right. is going to be here in, like, a month and a half or so. Yes, that's what I meant. Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. That should be fun, though. 
Oh, it's going to be great. I mean, it's only March. I feel like sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves just because Samsung blew us away so much. Like, it's like, how, how do you get any better than that? But, uh, I mean, LG, Motorola, Google, I mean, they, we have a lot of phones to see. Sony and Z4, there's a lot of stuff to come. So There's a lot of stuff to come. Yeah, I just I just exciting. watched what Samsung did, and I I fully drank all that Kool-Aid, dude. I, I just went, how can anyone beat this? You can't beat this. And I'm not, I am not a Samsung fanboy by any means. And I just went, oh, these are the greatest phones ever. Obviously, yeah. we need to review them and all that stuff. I'm still going to hate TouchWiz, even if they dumped it down. But I, I hope LG and Motorola and, you know, whatever Google's next Nexus is and whoever else comes to play, they can create some really premium things. But it might be tough to match with Samsung. Just Then again, Samsung's going to charge $8,000 per phone, and everyone else is going to charge normal phone pricing. So that's going to be something to watch out for too. So yeah, exactly. I mean, we try and we try and hate every company equally, and it's not just you know giving love to Samsung and hating on HTC. I mean, it, we despise everybody, <laughs> so it's fine. It's just Samsung did something good. I mean, we, we like to give credit where credits due. That's right. All right, so uh, let's see. Did I talk about Huawei and their watch yet? And like, eh, you that. briefly. Briefly. Yeah. Okay, so Huawei is. Get at least there. They kind of made a big splash at MWC because this watch showed up, and it's a perfectly round watch, and it looks like a real watch. It looks, you know, it, it looks like a, a normal watch you would go buy at a watch store or something like that. You know, like the Moto 360 has its kind of like industrial design. It's kind of futuristic, even though it's still kind of a classic timepiece looking. This Huawei watch looks like a watch you would just walk into a store and buy. Um, so they kind of stole some headlines with that, and then their CEO started doing interviews and said, you know, like we're coming to the U S big time this year with stock Android phones, uh, basically because they're a Chinese manufacturer and there's been rumors in the past about them like spying on their, on their customers and stuff. Right. So their CEO said like our phones in the U S they're not going to run our crappy skin that you don't like anyway. It's going to run stock Android. And then if you have any problems, you can point the finger at Google cause it's going to be running their, you know, their Android, which is kind of cool to, to think that, a company's just going to fully buy into Google's version of Android. So, you know, it's kind of like what Motorola is doing, I guess. So that's happening. And then we're also getting rumors all week that Huawei is making the next Nexus. And people are, like, saying, no, it's happening. The deal's done. Huawei's making the next Nexus phone. And, look, there could be multiple Nexus phones, although every year we kind of do this song and dance, right? Like, there's going to be two or three or whatever we do. Um, it sounds like Huawei... I don't want to say that we've heard this ourselves, but maybe have been hinted at that Huawei actually is making it, if I'm saying that correctly without giving too much away. But Huawei might might very well make the next Nexus. Yeah, folks, just get used to the idea. It's coming. <laughs> Unconfirmed yeah, sources declare it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of buying into the idea already that Huawei's making the next Nexus. Yeah, I've, yeah. And I know we shouldn't buy into like the the hype and the rumors, but I'm pretty sure that they're who would, make the next Nexus phone. Who would make something like that up anyway? Yeah, really, who would, right? I know. Uh, one of the reports I, I read earlier in the week, it was it was one of the first people that reported this. I can't remember who it was. I apologize. Uh, but they, they said, you know, a lot of people were hoping Xiaomi would, would partner with them. It's like Xiaomi's not going to partner with Google because they don't even use Google services now. Like, they're not going to partner with Google to make a Nexus phone until they figure out a way to, you know, start pushing Google services, which they can't do in China anyway, I don't think. That's not going to happen. Huawei, on the other hand, sells phones all over the place. Does use Google Play services. It makes sense. Uh, but that's kind of weird, right? Like a Chinese manufacturer that definitely doesn't have much of a name here in terms of smartphones. You know, we're so used to Samsung, HTC, now Motorola, LG, like all those those regular big name tier one players uh, making Nexus phones, and now Google may go completely you know, outside of that, which might be refreshing. Maybe it's time we need something new. Uh, not that the Nexus 6 is a bad phone. It's just, you know, we got our Motorola Nexus. I don't know if it's the Motorola Nexus I personally wanted, but uh, maybe it's time for someone completely new to just do it up. So and do, do you care if Huawei makes a Nexus? Like, are you going to buy a Nexus if it's from Huawei? Does it really matter to you as long as it's a nice phone? Uh, I mean, the NSA might care, but I don't really care <laughs> all too much. Like, I guess it's fine as long as it's a nice phone, as long as it's smaller than the Nexus 6. I mean, really, I, I, I just could not use the Nexus 6. Like, I have, like, I have a pianist 
fingers, you know, like they're very long, but the hand itself is not very big. So, like, using the Nexus 6 was just not in the cards for me. It was just too big. <laughs> and uh, I I just hope the next phone's a little smaller. Like, please. Just so, bring, it, bring it back down a little bit, Google. Yeah, really, I don't care who, who makes it. I'm sure it's going to look good either way, have killer specs and all that. So... You know, my expectations aren't very high considering I never used the N6. So, yeah, you, you didn't miss a lot. If you're not a fan of massive phones, you you, you didn't miss much. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it was got lollipop the end. So that's right. Big whoop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So I mentioned G Flex two. I I do really have one. G Flex two. So we've got one of these in house. We're gonna uh, review that bad boy. Uh, it comes out next week. I, f- I forgot that it was still coming. Like it's coming to Sprint next week. I don't know when it's coming to AT&T. They still won't tell anyone. So, uh, and those are the only two U.S. carriers I think, right, that are carrying the G Flex too. So, so far, that's all we know. I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of like who cares now? I mean, CES was back in January. It's taken too long. And uh, it runs the Snapdragon SA, which totally overheats. The A10, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, performance so far on it, not been awesome. It's I'm on like the first charge, first charge also, which I blew through in about an hour of use. Uh, so battery life will definitely be testing. And yeah, the yeah, it's got Snapdragon 810, which we're still not hearing great things about. Uh, so that'll be interesting. It's definitely got some some jank. It, it, you know, it's got LG skin on it, and it's 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 sputtery. Put it sort of nicely. Uh, it, it was the same when we checked it out at CES, and we were hoping that they would fix that and kind of optimize and tweak things. But apparently, from what you say, they they didn't really. So yeah, so I'll reboot it a few like dozen times this weekend. And yeah, wipe the cache, wipe the partitions, <laughs> clean your data, <laughs> do whatever you can with like typical Android jank problems. You know, yeah. like gee, you just pulled the phone out of the box and it's already crap. <laughs> <laughs> It feels it feels nice in hand. Actually, it's it's now that I've used it enough. I've I've had it for I don't know four hours or so, so I didn't notice it at CES. But when you scroll, you actually can see that the screen is curved. Like hmm. it's it's one of those reasons why I don't want a curved monitor because you like have to your eyes have to like look around. It's, yeah, this is hard to explain, but like you can see it kind of like rolling from the top to the bottom. It's it's a weird effect. I don't know if I love that yet or not, but. Again, I'll give it some. I'll give it some some good run. I, I've already got my AT&T SIM in it, so I'm dedicated to it until I'm done reviewing it. And the camera should be great. I'm pretty sure it's the same camera from the G3. So somebody in the chat asked me if my cat never stops moving. That would be Batum going up and down the stairs and running by. And usually he's like the laziest cat on earth, so I don't know what he's doing. Oh, yeah. poor cat. He's crying like crazy. He's like squawking and things. <laughs> Thanks, Batum. Uh, so do you want to talk about NVIDIA Shield? So NVIDIA oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, so I went, I flew my, uh, flew on down to San Francisco um, during GDC, and it was cool. Uh, NVIDIA had this, uh, they rented out the uh, Knob Hill, uh, how am I totally, I'm for spacing on the name of the place. Anyway, right up on California Street. Like Masonic Center or something? Yeah, Masonic, thank you. Um had to walk all the way up uh, the street. I don't know if you like you've been to San Francisco. You know how the hills are. Like at first it's not too bad, but then it just goes freaking vertical on you. And they and I, I think I might know where the Masonic's are. And yeah, it's like up a crazy hill though. Yeah, right? it's right next yeah. to the cathedral, yeah, and yeah. Um, totally sucks. It's just a bad place to be. Like if you aren't in a cab or something, if you have to walk that, your legs are already killing you. And I already have like bad legs from. Sports and stuff. I think I had a Samsung meeting up there one time for like the Note 3 or something. Mm -hmm. And yes, I also didn't take a cab up there and had to walk up and back, and it was hell. Yeah, total mistake. So they announced, I mean, Kellen, um, we were going back and forth trying to figure out what it was going to be, and we both kind of just assumed, eh, VR maybe? (laughs) Like everyone's doing VR, it's going to be a big deal. And so Kellen was like, yeah, I'm not even going to watch if it's going to be VR. Like, who cares, right? So many VR headsets. But uh, NVIDIA kind of shocked us all. I mean, first they said they had three big announcements, and one was a revolutionary TV. And instantly my mind was like, okay, how do I convince whoever I need to convince so I can get this awesome TV into my house for review purposes? 
but of course. And then they were like, oh, we've got a supercomputer. And I was like, oh, crap, this means like it's probably just all going to be in one little box. And, and my heart was totally just broken. Anyway, they, they announced Shield, which is kind of confusing because we already had an NVIDIA Shield a few years ago, which turned into the Shield Portable, which is a little uh, portable console game thing with a built-in screen. We've got Shield Tablet and uh, a lot of Shield stuff going on. So regardless, Shield is a set-top box which runs Android TV, but the big deal is that it comes with the Tegra X1 chip, and is also capable of streaming video games through NVIDIA's grid game streaming uh, network. That network is based on servers which are all across the globe thanks to a partnership that they have with Amazon. So no matter where you are, uh, Japan, India, Europe, America, uh, anywhere you are, you can stream uh, full PC and slash console games, AAA titles. Is which the are, uh, Amazon partnership new now, or has it always been that? I just didn't know that. I think it's just always been that, but they didn't really make a big deal about it. Um, I didn't hear them announce a, like, a partnership with whoever, you know? Right. I think they really just did it so they have access to Amazon servers. Okay. So, makes sense to me. I'm sure they're paying nicely for it. Because I can imagine how much like bandwidth it takes to stream a console game over Wi-Fi. Regardless, you do need to have like a very nice um, router and Wi-Fi connection to be able to connect and grid. Anyway, oh, what's up, cat? <laughs> so Nvidia Shield, it's 4K ready, gigabit Ethernet. Um, it does not have HDMI pass-through, which I saw a lot of people crying about. Mm. Um, oh, doesn't have pass-through. Don't want it. I can understand uh, why you're upset, but um, so it costs one ninety nine. It's going to be released in May. In the box comes a Shield controller, which is the same controller that you use with Shield tablet to play games. Although they did also announce a Shield remote. However, that apparently does not come bundled with the package, and you would have to buy that separately. So like the little Amazon yeah, TV looking like the little Nexus Player remote. Apparently, yeah. that does not come with it, and you only get the big controller. I guess it kind of makes sense, but at the same time. I don't know, maybe not everyone wants to use the NVIDIA Shield for gaming and they just want a regular remote. Hmm. The remote is kind of special because with the remote, um, you can, it, over Bluetooth, it uh, you can stream your audio. So if you don't want the TV making noise, you can plug headphones into the remote and get your audio straight from there and still kind of control everything and listen to whatever it is. That's actually really cool. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, so the remote has its own special features, but apparently it doesn't even come with the system itself. You only get Shield Controller. Wow. Uh, Do we know yeah. how much the little remote will be? They haven't. They didn't even officially say that NVIDIA Remote was not going to be a part of it, but every site that I've read and I've checked on NVIDIA's site, it really it only mentions the Shield Controller and not much about Shield Remote. So I have reached out to the proper people at NVIDIA to figure out what the heck they're, they're, they're thinking because that's just something I, I would not allow if I was if I was working there. Uh, if I was CEO, I'd be like, yo, I mean, we got to throw in the remote. It's kind of upsetting. Anyway, so, yeah, that's NVIDIA Shield. I think, you know, the big thing, I wrote a big post about it, you know, saying this is the only Android TV set-top box you'll need because, you know, much like a Nexus player, sure, you can you have access to Google Play, all of your apps and games that are available on there, your movies, music, et cetera, et cetera. But with NVIDIA, uh, with Grid, um, I mean, the ability, if you like playing video games, I mean, the ability to stream, you know, brand new titles, and of course, these titles are brand new. They will cost, like, $60 to play some of them um, just because they are, like, you know, brand new. Uh, basically PC games, right? So Yeah, yeah, PC games or console games, how, however you want to look at it, yeah. essentially. Um, like Crisis 3, although Crisis 3 will not cost $60, trust me. Um, you know, Doom, the BFG edition, which comes with the OG Doom and Doom 2 and all that. So I like playing video games, and the problem is people will say, oh, I already have a console in my living room, but do you, okay, then... You must not play a lot of Call of Duty, bro, because I play Call of Duty all the time, but I have to play on a smaller monitor just because, I mean, I'm like the NLG Major League Gamer style where I have my headphones on, I got my monitor and stuff set up. I don't use a console in my living room because that's not where it belongs, at least in my eyes. Like, So that's why I have a set-top box and all that. Now, <laughs> with the Shield, I can just stream games to my, my big TV, and me and my girlfriend or my buddies can come over and we can just play video games over there. That's fine. Because that's what a two-player experience should be. 
you know, the, the consoles for me, for my, my Call of Duty, my Battlefields, and all that stuff. So I'm glad that NVIDIA kind of is separating the two spaces, at least in my mind. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if you're buying an Android TV box, it seems like the one... At 199 seems like a pretty good price, especially if they're tossing in a $60 controller. Yeah, no, I mean, I tried making the point where, say, if you have... If you want to turn the Nexus player, you know, kind of into a Shield... Uh, uh, Nvidia Shield, you would have to be have to pay the extra forty dollars for the controller. But it, it, from that one ninety nine, if you take away the value of the controller, which is sixty dollars on Nvidia's website, you're at one forty. So in, in in a weird world, it kind of works out. And but that access to grid, man, I'm telling you, the mm-hmm. free the free grid one, not the premium, which costs extra. Um, I don't think they put a pricely like a price tag on the monthly cost, but um, it just seems totally worth it to me if you are into that type of thing. There's a lot of people who won't need that much power in a set-top box, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not going to force you into buying anything. Right. But if you enjoy video games, you know, like you know, like a young guy like me does, who doesn't have a baby and who has time to do that, then go for it. I think it'd be a good investment. So, and I like Nvidia's products. I've I've never had a bad experience, really. I like the portable. I love the Shield tablet. I use it every day, and yeah, it's just it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, their other Shield products have been really good. Like even I have the other the two, the other two, the portable and the tablet, and they're both really nice. So and they I'd get up these like crazy, nice too. right? Yeah, they're yeah, really absolutely. good with stuff like that, which is which is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's got it has a sweet design. It glows green and stuff. I mean, it just it looks cool. I dig it. Tough market though. I mean, you got to convince uh, people they need another box attached to their TV, entertainment center, all that stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy. No, uh, but I, not. I feel like they tried doing a, a pretty good job. I mean, it runs Crisis Three for God's sake. It's pretty darn impressive. That Although I think, crazy. I think little people were confused about what's going on here. Um, with, you know, I saw some publications saying that Doom, like Doom Three and Crisis Three, were ported to Android. I don't necessarily see it that way. Um, you're not buying Crisis 3 or Doom 3 from Google Play and downloading it onto the device. You know, you're right. streaming it over Wi-Fi. Um, so the game is actually running on their servers and their network. Right. It's basically so, like they have PC titles loaded on remote servers, and you're just playing it through that, right? I mean, yeah, that's playing remotely. That's that. all you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So if you don't have a Wi-Fi connection, you're not going to be playing anything. So. Right. Yeah, so nothing was ported. This is not some, like, you know, miracle um, for Android. This is just NVIDIA being NVIDIA and innovating the heck out of gaming. Crazy gaming things, because that's what they do, yeah. Exactly. Huh. Well, that's cool stuff. We, I, we didn't really expect that was coming. I mean, like, when they invited us to that event, I had no idea what they were going to do. We, well, we thought it was maybe just going to be another, like, car demo or something. Yeah, well, they try to be all cool and say, oh, we've been working on this for five years. I mean, okay. Say that with everything, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Android TV definitely hasn't been around for five years. Grid hasn't (laughs) been around for five years. I don't Nothing that they talked about was around for five years, so. But Jensen, their CEO, he's so forward-thinking and forward-looking that uh, I'm sure he dreamt of that ten years ago, and now it's finally coming to fruition. So he can say whatever he wants. That guy dreams real big. He does. So... (laughs) Good for them. And when does that come out? In May or something like that? In May. No exact date, but one ninety nine. Okay. Awesome. All right. So let's see. What the other big story then, which we haven't touched on, was uh, is Google's wireless service. So Sundar uh, was in MWC this week, and he uh, sat down for uh, an MWC chat that was at like two in the morning our time, I think. So we missed it live, uh, but he basically confirmed that they're working on a wireless service as an MBNO. And uh, he talked about uh, kind of it being like the Nexus program where it's not like for everyone. It's, it's, it's sort of like a way for them to show off new technologies and things they want other people to adopt, which is still kind of what the Nexus program is, right? While we all like Nexus phones, Google always tries to show off some sort of newness with them. <clears throat> and so that's apparently what they want to do as a wireless service provider, uh, but he didn't give many details, didn't say when it's launching, although if he's talking about it, you kind of get the feeling that it's got to be launching pretty soon here. Uh, and he also said, 
um, that they've talked to like Verizon, AT and T about it. That they're working with some partners. Um, and so he he made it sound like it's going to be at least the way I understood or or read that is that he's gonna it's going to be really small and it's probably only going to be in a few markets. And the report last night came out from the Wall Street Journal that said uh, it's only going to work with the Nexus Six, so that limits that even more. So initially, if it's only Nexus Six. I'd imagine it's only going to be in a couple of markets and they're just going to really test some things. It's going to be, excuse me, it's going to be one of those things where like if you're in a fiber city and you're already super lucky, you're going to get even more lucky because you're going to be able to subscribe to like Google's wireless service too. And then people like us are just going to be left out once again, which is going to be sad. Yeah, definitely the biggest letdown so far of the year. I mean, the, I mean, there was really no reports kind of you know, given any details as to you know how expansive the service was going to be, but but to hear that it's going to be limited to a, a phone I won't use yeah. uh, and a phone a lot of people don't own and only in select markets. I mean, I can understand they want to test it out like that, but but dang, you know that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look at some of his exact quotes. Like he said, they asked him like, does it mean you're going to lower prices? And he just said, we're trying to show innovations. Like, calls automatically reconnecting if someone drops. Uh, we want to break down the barriers on how connectivity works. And so the rumor, right, has been that it's going to be a combo of Wi-Fi and Sprint to T-Mobile's networks to find you the best signal at all times, uh, which is cool. Um, you know, none of us make phone calls anymore. So I don't know that reconnecting phone calls is, like, hot on my list of things I need to have fixed. Hot damn, that's innovative. I mean, <laughs> like, do people drop calls still a lot? I don't only, know. This well, is... Only if you're on Sprint, I think. Uh, yeah, and apparently this is going to work on Sprint, so I guess that oh. would make sense. <laughs> well, crap. Uh, let's see. What that's else funny. did he say? He said it's very small scale is what he said. So he didn't really say, like, limited markets, but he says small scale. That means it's not going to be available for everyone. Um, he said small scale, but it pushes the needle. I think we're at the stage where we need to think of hardware, software, and connectivity together, especially with things like watches. I don't understand where that came in, but we don't intend to be a carrier at scale, and we're working with existing partners. You'll see some of our ideas come to fruit in the next few months. So he said few months. Does that mean we're going to have to wait till the summer, or is it going to be an I.O. thing? At this point, they might as well wait for an I.O., right? It's got to be I.O. Just announce Google Wireless or something. Google prepaid. They can't call it Google prepaid, right? Then that sounds like it's cheap, knockoff, bad, or something. Yeah, there's like that prejudice, that kind of stigma that goes with prepaid. Like everyone thinks you're a drug dealer or you have terrible credit or something. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I have fine credit. I'm not a drug dealer and I have prepaid. I use GoPhone. I use GoPhone as well. I love it. I mean, AT&T just keeps giving me more and more data each month because they're trying to keep up with T-Mobile. I love it. So keep it up, John Leisure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, keep attacking them, John Roger. So, so that was that was some big news. Oh, he also confirmed Android Pay, which is going to be like the next step for Google Wallet to become like a really big deal, which we'll see at I/O apparently. Um, there was something else announced, I thought, along with Android Pay. I can't think of what it was other than I/O. Well, I don't know. Well, since I don't think we've been we've been on air since Google basically bought SoftCard's technology, right? So ISIS SoftCard closed down, which is hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, maybe that was our last show and that happened. I think it was maybe still rumors then, but yeah. So <clears throat> lots of lots of stuff happened in the last week, let alone the last month or so. So uh, crazy. Any other big topics out there that we didn't touch on? Anything in the comments? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just people asking me what kind of internet I have. I have Comcast. Kellen and I, Kellen and I both have Comcast. Yeah. I don't um, have a choice. Exactly. Well, I could use like CenturyLink, I think, but no, not not happening. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> I have access to FiOS, but uh, Frontier and stuff, I they don't let me use uh, my own router, I think, so I think that was one of the reasons I said no. Mm. Because um, 
I like having the ability to use my own hardware for stuff. And even though Comcast is just just awful uh, in terms of yeah. pretty much all that they do, um, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. And I got that X1 stuff. I'm thinking about reverting back to like the OG hardware. Really? X, X1's buggy and crappy. Dude. Oh, it like, locks up all the time. Exactly. Like what? What are they using? It's like, still better than the Texas old Texas Instruments OMAP processor or something like that. They're using all the leftover OMAP 4420 or whatever. <laughs> it just sucks. So. Yeah, that's alright. I mean, the internet's fast enough. Yeah, it is. So I can I can do all my gaming. <laughs> someday we'll have Google Fiber. Actually, I'm never gonna get Google Fiber. I just like it'll come to to you probably in yeah, like the east side of Portland, but I won't get it. I'm in the hills. It won't happen. Alright, <laughs> awesome. Uh, you want to talk about any apps or games? I have one game that I I found yesterday actually um, that was a lot of fun. It's called Dark Echo. Uh, I'll link it in the chat. In this game, uh, you see sound, and Callum was reading over my post yesterday, and he was like, you can see the sound your shoes make? And I was like, yeah, dude, like, that's what happens. <laughs> and uh, he, he didn't understand, but he took my word for it, and, and actually that is what happens. Um, the, the game takes place in a dark, all-black world, and basically you see your footsteps and you see the sound your footsteps uh, the the sound your steps make uh, when they move so you hold down on a place on your display and and your person starts walking towards that way <laughs> excuse me and um, the sound bounces off of the walls and you can see the sound go into different hallways <laughs> and you can see the sound <laughs> that the evil creatures are making when they're chasing after you. <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face. I know, but I just keep thinking this guy's tripping really bad on acid <laughs> yeah. or LSD or sure something. He was, yeah. yeah. So, poor guy. But, um, of course, like, spirits are chasing him. It's just too funny, too comical. So, the, the game costs $1.99, but, and it, it's best used if you um, play with headphones on because it's all about sound and kind of immersing yourself in this dark and scary world. But... The game's really cool. It seems super smooth. I was playing it on my Moto X just fine, and um, it, it seemed like a lot of fun. I'm actually going to get back into it. Last night I was busy, but tonight, you know, when the sun goes down, I'm going to try and get back into it, put on my headphones, and kind of zone into the game because I, I had a lot of fun playing it. But it um, costs $1.99 on Google Play. No in-app purchases, no ads. Pay $1.99, and it's yours. So definitely check it out uh, if you like uh, spooky games. It's No Alien Isolation, which is what I said yesterday. Now, that's a scary game. But uh, it's a good game, nevertheless. Just make sure you put your headphones on so you can see the sound. <laughs> Pretty much. I know. It's it's weird. I love it. Yeah. I don't think I have any new apps. Well, you did sh- write up that one yesterday, which was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that Edge color. Yeah, yeah. so one of, the, one of the neat features on the Galaxy S6 Edge is uh, when you turn it face down, you can set up specific contacts to... Uh, basically, the Edge will glow when they call you. It could be, like, pink or green or blue or whatever. And so a developer saw that and within like a day or two created an app that sort of emulates that. And uh, you can install it, no root or anything. And uh, it's probably already had updates since I wrote it up. But basically you could set a color for incoming calls. So if you had your phone yeah, face down, it would glow out the sides, which is kind of cool. Uh, obviously it's not going to work as good as the edge because the edge has like the lifted edge. And so it can glow out the side a little bit better. But what am I, Moto X? And it worked. I should try it on the on the G Flex though, since it kind of, you know, sits up when you put it face down with that curve, it would probably mm-hmm. actually work pretty well on that. Yeah, yeah, but putting your phone face down, I mean, that's just blasphemy. We need to run a poll because... Do you put your phone face down? Yeah, because I never do. Like, I have some on the on my the desk behind me now that are face down, and I think it was because I was taking pictures of them, but normally I never would do that because I'm afraid it's going to scratch, right? Do you ever I put your phone face down? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I get, I, I mean, I have the wood back Moto X, and I just put it right on the back like that, unless I just don't want the active display to keep turning on and on, so it's like sometimes I'll flip it over if I don't want to be bugged by it, but other than that, I do not put my phone face down. Um, with the Moto X, though, it has, like, the you know the speaker grill, so you could actually put it face down, it's kind of lifted, but sure. like the S6 Edge, I don't think it... And, you know, the S6 Edge, the edges which typically would ridge on some phones to provide, you know, to lift the screen up from, like, a surface if you put it face down. It can't do that because it's, like, exposed, right, because of the edges. So it just seems like you're asking for it to be scratched. But pretty much, do people, we need to, we're going to have to run a poll on that next week. Like, do you set your phone face down? 
I just think that's weird. You know, because there's lots of uh, there's lots, there's been lots of features in phones built where like a phone call comes in, you just flip your phone over, put it face down, um, or like when LG put you know buttons on the back of all their phones, and, and initially was was it the G2 that had a notification light around the back power button? Yes. And so I thought that was really stupid, and a lot of people apparently thought it was good because they put their phones face down. I don't know. Yeah, man, they can do whatever they want to do, I guess. <clears throat> I guess so. It just scares me. Hope they got a, a Shuri on. Yeah, or you got a big, thick screen <laughs> big, protector big on there. Yeah. yeah. I don't use cases. I don't use glass protectors. I mean, I, I, I just want to keep the phone the way the manufacturer intended. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like my, my stuff naked. I don't like covering it up. So. Yeah. I talked to a guy today, this is just kind of random now that we're talking about this, but he said he had just bought a Nexus 5 from his buddy and he dropped it like the day he bought it from him and it cracked. But his buddy who had bought it had already replaced the screen from Google's free screen replacement because he had also dropped it and cracked it. So he was screwed. And the reason he bought it from this guy was because his old Nexus 5, he had also just dropped and broke. Mm. I was like, that sucks, man. At least it's only like a $299 phone. A seven hundred dollar phone, still. That's hurtful. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Uh, sorry for the wait. We'll try and be more. You know. Yeah, we should be able to do these much more regularly now. We just had a couple of yeah. weeks there. I was off a couple of days. We were sick of talking about the same rumors over and over. It's always the same rumor. But it's gonna be fun now. Like I said, I got this G Flex review. By the time I'm done with that. It's going to be getting close to M9 being out because that's still coming into March-ish. Then right after that, the new S6 and S6 Edge. It's going to be fun probably like two months. And then by the time we get done with those, LG is going to go, here's the G4. It's going to be crazy. And then it's going to be IO. And then Motorola's got to do something at some point, right? Oh, it's going too fast now. Slow it down. I know. It's already in March. Can you believe it's already March 6th? I know. A couple of days from my birthday. <laughs> it's almost like spring break for people, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, school seems so long ago. Yeah, so long ago. <laughs> so long ago. All right, cool. Well, if we don't have anything else, then thanks for joining us, everyone. This was uh, DL Show episode 79. Oh, well, we'll hit 80 next time, next week, hopefully. Heck yeah. Awesome. All right, thanks again for joining us. Uh, we're out. Peace. Peace.